lights out. Go, go, go. And like the career of Kimi Raikkonen after this season, we are ready to roll on out of here and into the sunset. We're back. We're tired. We're ready to go. As always, I'm your host, Ian, along with my co-host. Marco. And Marco, how are we? What's our, what's our emotion level going into this Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, the last of the season, and the most probably the most significant and impactful race that we're going to watch? Yeah, I mean, I just spent the last probably hour crying. Uh, tears of, like, happy tears, but, like, a little bit of sad tears. Uh, just, you know, culmination of a great season, but knowing that, you know, time tough times are ahead of us. So, uh, yeah, just trying to, as always, embrace it as much as we can. Um, I, I really do think that we're going to get a great track. Like, I, I really do enjoy, uh, really do enjoy Saudi Arabia and, uh, like, the, being this, the final track of the season. So, uh, I, I do have high expectations going into this, and I'm sure that it all will be met. Just, if we have anything go off of over this past season, it definitely will be. We've had a wild time. We've been so spoiled with the the drama with the racing you know with the the petty storylines so um yeah man i i mean nothing left to do and ain't nothing to it but to do it at this point so mm-hmm. uh, let's get right into it this podcast we're going to talk about some recent headlines and boy do we have a couple we're going to talk a little bit about the abu dhabi track uh yas marina and then get into some final race predictions to close out the season man we did it we're at the uh, end. Finish line. I know. Check I'm flag. sore. I'm tired. You know, I need some sleep. But, you know, it's still, it's a sad that it's, it's time to go. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Now. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it with some recent headlines, just recent happenings that have happened in the world of Formula One. First off, to celebrate and to get into the holiday spirit, Formula One did a little bit of a secret Santa draw. Um, gave the drivers like the, the typical, hey, reach in here, pick out a name, and that's your secret Santa. Fernando Alonso got Daniel Ricciardo, um, and as a very not cocky, not egoistic move, uh, Fernando Alonso gave Danny Ricciardo a tattoo, a temporary tattoo of Fernando Alonso's face. Uh, I guess my only question here is, is that an acceptable gift for you for Christmas from me? Yeah, especially for like Fernando being clearly, he's like, struggling financially maybe that's all he could afford i knew he did give him a very very nice bottle of red uh after that but i think that's something that was just a little egotistical but i mean you know he is a two-time world champion so what, what can you say about that you know i think like let's he's probably the biggest ego on the track and i know that's like a big claim but um i don't know if you know this fernando alonso has a museum of himself in spain that he funded that he funded awesome nice yeah so he was like you know what spain needs not enough people know what i have accomplished let's make a museum yeah it's kind of like the it's kind of like the jamie tart of formula one from ted lasso so uh yeah good stuff there yeah i was actually bummed that i that was the only secret santa part of uh formula one that gave out is just kind of fernando and, and danny uh talking about that i really wish we saw everyone else's Secret Santa and kind of what they did because I, I thought that was extremely enjoyable. Yeah, I thought so too. My um, guess is Kimmy reached in, grabbed all the names, and threw them on the ground. Didn't look at any of them. Um, Max Verstappen probably did something. So Max Verstappen probably drew Lewis and then ripped the paper up. Uh, let's see. Carlos Sainz. Good guy Seb probably already bought everybody on the grid. Everyone. Yeah, everyone yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. He's like, hey, I'm gonna, I started a college fund for your future children. <laughs> Good guys have got, damn it. Uh, all right, moving on. 
We uh, are keeping Fernando in the recent headlines with him saying, Max is driving, in my opinion, one step ahead of all of us. Mercedes deserve the Constructors' Championship because their car is superior. Max deserves the title, in my opinion. I mean, there's no shocker to this. He's been saying this, like, pretty much all year that uh, he is just, he really wants Max. Like, he doesn't like Lewis, I don't think. Like, I know his, his favorite uh, person, his favorite idol was Schumacher, and I think he wants everything possible for him not to surpass him in driver's championship so he's just trying to speak it into existence yeah these guys have had a rivalry ever since they were teammates in 2007 uh 2008 and i think it's just like never really pittered out he obviously got beat by his teammate um and i don't think he's ever let that go and so you know i think he's just all hate for lewis all of the time and i mean i kind of like it it's it's good to have you know, some some inter intergrid rivalries to, to keep around. So yeah, yeah like not beat around the bush. Yeah, you just go and yeah, you make it clear. Like this is how I feel. Uh, next up, we have uh, we've talked about him a little bit already on the podcast, but no amount of conversation about Kimmy is going to be enough since this is his last race in Formula One. His farewell tour is coming uh, this weekend. You know, ends this weekend. He did state that he will be excited and happy for his retirement whenever this race is finished. I think, like, uh, a lot of F1 journalists have just been dying to get some kind of, like, super emotional, like, oh, we knew that guy was hiding under this hard ice exterior of Kimi Raikkonen. Um, And I don't really think he's given it. I think he's given, you know, two to three sentence little, like, yeah, I'm going to miss it. You know, uh, you know, as soon as I cross the line and it's over, like, I might miss miss it a little bit. but, uh, But, yeah, I'm just excited for it to be done, basically. Can't blame the guy. Dude's 40, you know, what is he, 41 years old. Just wants to move on with the rest of his life. But we will sincerely miss the Iceman on the grid and uh, and all of the interviews that he brought for our entertainment that were, you know, three or five seconds long. Yeah, and you know that there's no, you know, if a guy retires, like, hey, we're going to see him back in Formula 1. Is he going to do some, uh, you know, TV work? We know for sure, without a doubt, that we will not be seeing Kimi Raikkonen around in the Formula 1 grid Ever again. He will ride off into the sunset and never come back on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving right along, we have our favorite Nikita Mazepin. He triggered an FIA meeting and offers to help solve this F1 issue. Um, this was about kind of passing of about the last corner of the lap, uh, like before your fastest lap. There was something that he did uh, earlier in the year that caused a lot of ruckus. A lot of people were, you know, calling him a rookie. This was a bad move. And then we've seen multiple times since then. Lewis last week, uh, we've seen, I think there was a a time when, uh, I believe, Vettel, Max, two other cars passed Mazepin in the the final uh, corner of the the, uh, heading into the final lap. So, yeah, this has just been, you know, Mr. Rule Follower wanted to sit down with Michael, hash out the issues that he's been seeing in his time in F1. So, like, props to him for him, you know, recognizing an issue in F1. Definitely wasn't, like, you know, he wasn't definitely a part of this at all. It's just him being, like, the good citizen he is and trying to help out the other drivers. Yeah, no, good guy Nikita has never done anything wrong on the grid as we know, and so, um, yeah, we just it's a, add this a notch on his belt of just being good guy Nikita, um, you know, some at some point probably gonna overtake good guy Seb, but but yeah, moving on, Lewis Hamilton, he is you know entrenched in this battle with Max Verstappen. Two absolute titans of racing meeting on the track. And what does he wear on the way to the track? He shows up in what looks, what I will describe as a Rick and Morty, Care Bears, My Little Pony, kind of like all got blended together and, uh, and just put 
um, the sweatshirt, which had a nice little message on the back of it uh, saying, fuck off. So do you remember, you know what this made me think of? Do you remember um, the Jimmy Neutron Fairly Odd Parents uh, like Power Hours? Like yeah, Jimmy Timmy Power Hour? Dude, it, this literally looked like Care Bears and My Little Pony um, got onto an episode of Rick and Morty because, like, the ponies had, like, three eyes and it was, like, Care Bear colors. So um, I don't really – I would love to just be a fly on the wall in, like, him deciding what he's going to wear to the grid. Yeah, I also am curious to see something like that where I feel like anyone that's probably on acid would make and he's probably, he's probably like, yeah, this cost me – 16,000 pounds. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I don't know why, but sure. All right, moving right along. We have Max Verstappen going fastest in FP1. Uh, obviously, we do not try to overreact on this podcast, but yes, we do. congratulations to Max Verstappen and the Flying Dutchman on going to win the, the Drivers' Championship. So, yeah, just pack up your bags now. Why even bother going through the rest of this weekend? Round of applause for him. Um, now, I will say it does look like – oh, wait, hold on. And right as we say that, Lewis Hamilton, uh, breaking news, he just went fastest in free practice, too. So I guess so congratulations flip back. to right, yeah. Lewis Congratulations, Hamilton. Lewis. Yeah, what a huge, yeah. huge uh, turnaround. Yeah. Wait, yeah, I mean. Number eight. Yeah. Eight, wow. Good stuff. History. Eight. Amazing. Good for him. Uh, next up, we have Lando Norris asked in the press conference. Um, he was asked how he was going to stop Carlos Sainz on Friday this weekend. He laughed and said that maybe he would try brake testing him since it's only a 10-second penalty. So, I mean, didn't know that Lando and Max hated each other, but if they didn't before, then they definitely do now. Well, I mean, yeah, he's got, you know, obviously the U.K., the English background, so he's got to back up his nationman, Lewis Hamilton, True. obviously. True. Uh, speaking, actually, of Lando and Carlos Sainz, if Sainz scores a point in Abu Dhabi, he will finish in the points in 20 races this year. Only Lewis Hamilton himself has scored points in 20 F1 GPs in one season. And I believe, I'm not 100% on this one, I believe Lando could do the same, actually. So that just shows how, even though that they've been like kind of maybe further back in the points, that they have been consistently up there. They have not been DNFing a ton. They have not, like, they're constantly kind of in the top 10, always there. So that, I think that was a pretty impressive uh, stat that we might see come, to, come true to uh, two drivers this weekend. Good. That's awesome. Good for them. Clap it up yeah. again. Let's clap, let's clap a lot. More, yeah, let's break some records this weekend here. Let's break some clap records. Uh, moving along from those two guys, we have Max having 13 collisions in seven years of Formula One compared to Lewis's 10 collisions in 15 years. So, I mean, if you do the math, that's well over doubling what Lewis has done. Uh, so, I mean, like all the people that are saying, like, oh, Lewis is, is the aggressive driver and, and Max making all these claims yesterday saying that, you know, my view of Mercedes and Lewis has gone down so much uh, over this past year. I mean, just take a look in the mirror. Once again, we always say this. It's just it's never Max's fault. It's never Red Bull's fault. And it just if you look at the stats, it seems like maybe there there might be something a little more to it. You can do all the spin in the media that you want, but when it comes down to it, 13 uh, collisions in 7 versus 10 collisions in 15 is pretty damning. Um, but, you know, I don't know. That's what you get. Ayrton Senna said, if you don't go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. So Max is just a super, super racing driver. Super Max, basically, is what he's Super saying. Max, that's what they say. Um, next up, old F1 chief executive Bernie Ecclestone accuses Mercedes of bullying Max Verstappen. I don't... 
I I mean, let's be honest. I saw the the headline and put it right into our spreadsheet. Did not read the article, so I don't know why he said. But I don't know. I and I didn't want to even give it much time because like I don't know how he means that really. Um, if if anything is the other way around, I didn't really see any like bullying unless it's kind of on the track recently. But thoughts on this? Like, I mean, uh, do you think that anybody's getting bullied out there? Do you think Max is getting bullied? I guess. Yeah, no, I mean, I I really wish you just read the article because I'm very curious now. So, like, I, your guess is as good as mine. I don't actually even have a guess. I cannot see how you can make that claim uh, in just saying that, like, one team is bullying Max specifically. I don't know what they're doing. So, yeah, I, we'll get back to you guys on that one, I guess. <laughs> Shows our uh, journalistic instincts of how we, you yeah. know, really attack certain headlines. Got a journalism degree from the School of Hard Docs, baby. Yes, sir. Uh, finishing off our recent headlines, we have FIA and specifically Michael Massey saying that, you know, really reinforcing this weekend, saying that they're going to be a point deduction warning ahead of the F1 title decider. My thought is this. All right, what are your thoughts? Like, if, let's say, Max or Lewis takes out the other one, the, he goes on to win, is he going to deduct him 20-plus points What are like if they get fastest lap and allow the person that got wrongfully knocked out to win the title? Like, what, what could happen here? Yeah, I have no idea. I think he's basically just, you know, basically like a parent in the front seat of a minivan threatening to pull over, right, if, if the kids in the back don't behave. Um, like, I don't – you can't – like, there's precedent set here, right? Like, you can't – they've come together – at least two times in the past, uh, like this season. So not really sure, like why all of a sudden he's like, well, you know, we could definitely be taking away points here. You know, I don't. Obviously, it's like a direct warning to Max because Lewis doesn't give a shit. Like Lewis can 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 crash and uh, and just lose the title himself. But uh, but yeah, this was super interesting. And also, shut up, Michael Massey. Shut up. Like you you need to take a time out. Uh, after your performance last weekend. So, yeah, I don't know how – I mean, nobody's really taking him seriously at this point, I don't think. That will wrap up our recent headlines, our last recent headlines of the year. Man, I'm going to really milk uh, milk everything that being like the last of the of the season, you know, because uh, – Yeah, I heard you really like milking a ton. Okay, moving on to the Big about milker. the track section of our podcast. People, people listen to this podcast. You can't say stuff like that. No, that's why they listen to this podcast, <laughs> Ian. True. All right, moving on to About the Track. Let's learn a little bit about the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix from our race correspondent, Marco. Uh, Marco, what do you got for us? Now. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this Abu Dhabi Grand Prix or the circuit itself called the Yas Marina Circuit. It has two DRS zones, one speed trap, 16 turns, 58 laps, at about 5.28 kilometers or 3.28 miles for you Englishmen, you Americans is what I meant to say. Not a huge, t- there's not a ton of history on this track because the first Grand Prix was in 2009. It was F1's season finale back then as well with Seb taking P1 in the front of teammate Mark Webber and the 2009 champion Jensen Button. Vettel would go on to secure his title in Abu Dhabi a year later amid uh, a lot of crying, actually. I would suggest if you're bored to check out some highlights of Seb's first title win in Abu Dhabi. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of waterworks. It was uh, quite entertaining. Good guy, Seb. You know, can't hold it down. Can't hold down those emotions. Understandable. Uh, some other notable times. 2011, Lewis won with McLaren, and I believe he has won a total of four 
additional times. So he is a big fan of the track. And then talking about the other Drivers' Championship contender, Max, he did win last year. This was also when Lewis came, first came back in the car since his COVID stint when he made it clear that he wasn't kind of 100%. So maybe that's a little bit of a caveat there. We'll, we will see this weekend. Talking more about the track itself, this is another Herman Tilke-designed track, which is dominated by this massive 1.2-kilometer straight between turns 5 and 6. The beginning of the beginning of the lap at turn 1 and then the end of the lap at turn 16 are very, very slow speed corners with a small straight line, with a small straight in between. This actually does make a very good opportunity for overtaking. There is a bit of a tricky run through turns 10 and 11 into turn 12, which will force the drivers to brake hard with a lot of lateral load still on the car. Uh, there will be a handful of track modification. There were a handful of track modifications from last year to this year coming into this race. So they shortened the track from 5.5 kilometers to 5.28. But I do believe that some of these modifications has actually made the track a bit quicker and a little bit more technical based as well. So uh, yeah, I think you know while this is a track that a lot of the drivers have been accustomed to, there have been changes to that that they're going to have to come in and, and figure out for this first time. Um, Okay, uh, and then kind of more about the uh, the area itself. Yas Island is one of the biggest tourist destinations. Yas uh, in Abu Dhabi. They have actually put over forty billion dollars of investment over the past oh ten years. Oh my god! Let's talk. What? Yeah, just a tad. Yeah, a little bit of money here and there. Uh, sprinkle that in there uh, about the area again. There are seven hotels, a Ferrari indoor theme park, a mall, <laughs> a water park, a golf course, a beach, a concert area, and a nightclub. So it does have literally everything you would like in an area. No wonder it is one of the biggest tourist destinations in the world. It's like you gave a 15-year-old $100 billion and we're like, all right, go nuts. Do whatever you want with it. <laughs> yeah, no, this is like, that actually sounds exactly like my roller coaster tycoon park. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So they like they copied what I did. Those bastards. So it's technically your island. Yeah. I. It, yeah. It should be. I. And why do you think it's named Yas Island? <laughs> That's your island. Uh, if you were going to the to the circuit to the Grand Prix, there is actually hotels that do have trackside view. Uh, so you know what better way to watch it than in the. In, then the comfort of your own hotel. Uh, you don't have to deal with crowds or anything. You could just look over that and capture everything. Uh, and you could get a good spot if you want to be in a yacht in the marina. You can actually have a good spot at the track there. So if you have just a stupid amount of money to spend, those I would say are my two biggest suggestions on where to be during this weekend. If you are going to this weekend, feel free to give us a shout out. You know, let us know how it is. We would love to hear some feedback. But that does it for our Abu Dhabi Grand Prix about the track information session. Love it. Well done. Very excited. Taking out that, uh, what they take out the f- fifth and sixth turn to make it a little quicker. Uh, I think the shape mm-hmm. 12 seconds off. I'm excited to see how that works. A lot of people have been saying, a lot of people on social media have been saying, oh, then that makes it a total Mercedes track now. Um, and I think every time that that's happened where it's like, oh, this is a clear Mercedes track or this is a clear Flipped. Red Bull track, it's been the opposite. So Sir Christian Horner yeah. and, the, and the Red Bull garage are going to be happy to hear that this is now a total Mercedes track. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. That, that all means nothing. I'm pretty sure just one person says that with their chest confidently on social media. They're like, oh, well, this is definitely a Red Bull track. And everyone's like, okay, yeah, yeah, we're going to go with that. that. That's the narrative we're going to roll with. Yeah, sure, done. Yep, what he said. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, it's time. The last race predictions of the season. Um, let's go ahead and get into it. But before we do, Marco, you have a word from one of our sponsors. 
Yeah, uh, and this part of the podcast is brought to you by Pornhub. I'm pretty sure that Pornhub has been a sponsor of this show before, but there is no one else we'd rather want to finish the 2021 race year with other than our friends over at Pornhub. Pornhub is not just a place where you go and rub your bean, play some DJ, buff in the muffin, or even dial in the rotary phone for you F1 ladies, or shaking the hands with the milkman, boxing the one-eyed champ, or charming the cobra for you lads. I myself venture over to the old hub to learn about cooking recipes, how to do a little DIY gardening garden in your own home, or catch up your knowledge on the greatest sport in the world, Formula One. I'm not sure I would be in the seat today talking about this sport without Pornhub. It is a better time now than ever before to dust off that old keyboard and explore what your sick or even sweet heart desires because of all the extra time on your hands once the season is over. We actually have some awesome testimonials about their experience with Pornhub. I can't go a day without logging into Pornhub, and it's honestly more like I can't go more than four hours. That one was from... Ian, okay. Uh, this one says, if my fiance knew how much I was on the hub, I'd probably be single. Uh, this one again was from Ian. Uh, okay, uh, and then we have, well, let's see. Okay, we have another one uh, here saying, I miss my grandma's funeral after falling into a pornhole, pornhub spiral. Oh, Jesus. Okay, that one was from Ian again. I did not realize how many Ian filled out. Uh, So we're going to just actually uh, move on from the testimonials. Uh, Okay, you clearly got the picture here. Uh, If you know what's good for you, you will head over to the official search engine of Formula One, and more importantly, the official search engine of Eaton Asphalt Podcast. Feel free to ask Ian about any recommendations he has. Clearly, he knows a thing or two about the hub. Uh, So a huge shout-out to our our huge sponsors, Pornhub. Uh, Clearly, yeah. No, what are we going to do with our hands? What are we going to do with our time once this season is over? I think we have the answer to that now. Yeah, we appreciate um, that sponsor coming in for the last season of the race, the big finish, as some people say. Mm-hmm. But um, big, it's a big build up, you know. <laughs> big build up, big big release. I'm 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 calling, you know. I have people that I work with that listen to this podcast. Yeah, but that was too good not to keep in. <laughs> so we're gonna keep that ad. <laughs> Well, let's move on to race predictions and pretend like that didn't happen. Right now, as things stand, Marco is ahead by two points, 28 points, 26 points. Um, Nothing really else left to do other than get into it. So who do we think will crash your DNF? I'm going to go with Pierre Gasly. He's had a great start of the weekend a lot of times and then a really poor finish of the weekend. Um, But, yeah, Pierre Gasly for me. I'm going to stick with his teammate, Yuki. He has been, I think he is tied for third with the most DNFs this year. One and two are shockingly Nikita Mazepin and George Russell. So I thought, Ooh. you know, let's pick one of the top guys here. And then there's a pretty big tie for fourth with five DNSs. With five DNFs, Yuki one of them. So I'm going to go with Yuki. Love it. With our winner, uh, it had been the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's been a little dusty in here with all this chalk, so we wanted to take away uh, Max being an option with our Lewis count being zero. So I'm going to go with Sergio Perez. I'm going to go with Valtteri Bottas. So as chalk as you can be without going chalk. Um, yeah, I don't think either of these guys are going to win. Yep, nope. Nope, absolutely not. I I mean, I might as well put Nikita because these will not hit. Speaking of Nikita Mazepin, next up is last race. I will go with Nikita Mazepin for my pick. And I'm going to go with his teammate, Nick Schumacher. Most overtakes. I am going to go with Kimi just because final weekend he's going to just say no no holds down. I'm going to go with Kimi. He uh, clearly has nothing left 
to go for it. So he's going to go for it all. You know, just why not? I think he's just going to drive with like a, a guy with his head on fire. And so hopefully he, he passes up and maybe finishes with the Crypto.com most overtakes. That would be a fantastic way to end his illustrious career. The wonderful Crypto.com overtake award that every driver on the grid wants to get. Um, if you watch any of the interviews where they bring it up to either Sebastian Vettel or Fernando Alonso, who are the two leaders right now, um, they're like, yeah, okay, that's good. <laughs> like they just, they're like, do we get anything yeah. out of this? I don't, I don't like, know. Is there a reason that they're giving this out? Like other than just like another thing that can, it's basically a stat turned into a sponsorship. Uh, what if they were just hiding, hiding the, uh, like what they get and it's going to be like 50 Bitcoin. Like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, oh, it's. It's millions of dollars. That's 500 grand. <laughs> um, awesome. Speaking of, so yeah, I'll go with Sebastian Vettel for my overtake. Uh, Jesus. So yeah, I will go with, I mean, I swear to God. I'm going to go with Sebastian Vettel for my most overtakes. I think he's got a lot of fight in him, and I think that car qualifies horrendously. So put me in for Sebastian Vettel. Driver of the day, give me Kimi Raikkonen. I think, uh, I think everybody in the F1 paddock is going to send him out. I mean, with F1 Paddock being us fans, um, they were going to send him out with a uh, with the tip of the hat. So give me Kimi Raikkonen for driver of the day. Yeah, that is a for sure one point for you. So we're going to have uh, – this is now looking at like a one-point lead. Uh, obviously, Kimi will be getting this. I'm going to go with Lewis. I think that's – like if he were to win, that's uh, he's going to come in second. So uh, there's not – I you know, I don't have much to go on on that one. So you, you got that. Congrats. We have – our douche of the day uh brought to you by summer's eve i'm also going to go with max i feel like uh you know max is max and so (laughs) if i had to you know assume one person gonna be a dick it's gonna be max that's that's my guess there yeah and i'm gonna go with Yeah, and I'm going to go with Sergio Perez, Michael Massey telling everybody that points could be deducted uh, if there is a pers- or if there is an intentional crash, then Max can't do it. Get Sergio on there, blast him, you know, just have him quote unquote forget to break. Yeah, once again, extremely smart decision on your part. It's like his little evil henchman, henchman you know, he's going to go out and do all the things. He'd be like, hey, I, I didn't do anything that was his. Shocker. Yeah, no, I could see that very much happening. Uh, great choice there. Perfect. Uh, and then fastest pit stop. Chalk alert. I want to go with Ferrari. I want to get a snag a little point Chalk. here. Uh, I'm going to go with Mercedes. Yeah, so yeah, you're. it looks like you're coming down to it. It's going to be a t- tie ball game for like the guarantees that you just picked, <laughs> and uh, that worries me here. And to finish off the race predictions... Our wild card race prediction. I'm going to go with no DNFs tomorrow, so uh, or no DNFs on Sunday. So that most likely will not happen. Uh, but I just couldn't think of anything. Yeah, wild card prediction for me. I think this is going to be my third Grand Prix in a row predicting that uh, Lewis and Max will have contact. Um, so when you say come, let's let's good you know get a let's little get, let's get specific because um, I feel like you're going to try to you know like. A con. I would say contact might be a little like that's that's bound to happen if they're racing Fair. into like turn Fair. one. You know, I, I'll, I'll say they, that uh, contact and one of them doesn't finish the race. Is that crazy? Love it. Okay. okay. Fair yeah. enough. All right. So there's Chuck. my race predictions. Um, I'm currently two points behind Marco as it stands. Got one last push push uh, to go. Okay, Pierre. Push. Push push push. push. 
And, uh, and yeah, that's how things stand right now. Um, I don't think there's anything left to do except for watch some great racing, watch a great end of the season, and then cry for a couple months afterward. Um, just for everybody listening, uh, just for everybody listening's knowledge, we do in fact have um, you know uh, a couple of things planned for the off season. So even though you won't be able to see racing, you still will be able to listen to Eaton Asphalt podcast and get your Formula One fix. But for right now, I think that's everything I got. Anything? Uh, any last closing remarks from you, Marco? Uh, not too much. No, like any listeners that want to listen to, like want to hear anything specific during our off season, more than welcome to, you know, ears on the ground, ready to, to listen to any suggestions. And uh, yeah, tailor our show, obviously, to the greatest fans, the greatest podcast listeners in the world. So yeah, just, you know, if you have anything that you want us to talk about, feel free to let us know. Perfect. All right. Well, appreciate everybody listening. We will talk to you after the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. See you, assholes. See you, assholes. All right.